Good afternoon and welcome to DNA of Diversity. This is Siobhan D. Stewart, your host. I hope you are having a wonderful Wednesday. Happy midweek. And I hope you're enjoying your lunch too. Guys, this is the best time of the year. This is the holiday season. We are in full swing. Oh my goodness, I went to the store the other day. You know how you go to the store and you see all the Pepperidge Farms bags, you know, the, the stuffing. I got excited, guys. I'm for real. I got excited when I saw the cranberry sauce. I said, oh, we're getting there. We're almost there. Thanksgiving is one week away. And after Thanksgiving, we celebrate Christmas. And I love going into the stores with all the decorations. Yes, some to some people... It's not that important, but it's such a beautiful atmosphere that this season brings in. And so I enjoy this time of the year and I hope you do too. And it's my hope that you choose to spend time with your family. Yes, I know COVID-19 shut us down. I know COVID-19 is nothing to play with, but I do know that when we do practice what they're telling us to do outside like when we're going into the grocery stores or if you're ordering food ordering takeout or you're going to sit in the restaurant you're wearing your mask you're putting on your gloves so why don't you just require your family to do the same thing so that you guys can come together in fellowship tell them to take you're going to take their temperature when they come in and tell them to stay home if they aren't feeling well because family is important also we have to remember that you may have a family, but there are many people out there that are not or do not have families. There are many people out there that are homeless, living on the street. So let's be a blessing to someone as well. People are in need of food. So I encourage you to find a charity where you can donate to food, clothing, blankets, socks, even tents. Because if you notice, I know here in Atlanta, Georgia, a lot of homeless, they live in tents on the major highways. Bless them with the tent or find a place where, you know, if you know of someone who has a homeless shelter, just be an encouragement. Help them in some form or fashion. I also know Hosea Feed the Hungry are always on duty, serving the community by providing hot meals during this time of the year. I encourage you to connect and partner with the nonprofit organization. Now to segue into our topic for today. So I decided, guys, I said, this topic means a lot to me. And I said, there is no way I can do this topic in one show. So I decided to break it down into parts. Now, I'm not sure how many parts I'm going to do, but I know that today is part one. So our topic is be the change. And I'm basing it off a powerful quote by Mahatma Gandhi. It says, be the change you want the world to see. He's talking about leaders, (laughs) whether you're a leader in your home, a leader in the workplace, a leader in the church, a leader in the government, in the media, arts and entertainment and education. You have to decide within yourself as a leader to be the change you want to see. You have to start with the man in the mirror. One of the best songs, Michael Jackson, my favorite pop or one of my favorite pop artists, he wrote. The man in the mirror. And when you look, listen to those lyrics, he says it in the lyrics. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. That's you. That's me. I'm a leader as well. So we have to start with ourselves. That's called self-reflection. And no matter what type of work you do, like I said, you're a business owner. 
you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you haven't quite launched it. You're still a leader. You're preparing yourself to lead others. If you serve in politics, even though our political, you know, some things that are going on, you shake your head. You may pull your hair out some because it's a lot of foolishness is going on. But unfortunately, they're still considered leaders. And the atmosphere of your organization is determined by your actions. I promise you, people are watching. You know, they say it. People are there. People watch you. you. You'll be surprised when you are in positions of authority. It's people out there that you don't even know exist, but they can come to you and tell you this, this, this and that about you. And you're still sitting there trying to figure out, well, who are you? So I'm telling you as a leader, somebody is always watching you. So, guys, you're going to get to know me. I like to ask questions. I'm a question asker because I feel like when I ask questions, that helps you think. That takes you deeper. That gives you greater reflection where you can really sit down and ponder the questions that I'm asking you. So here we go. What kind of leader are you? Are people drawn to you? Do they respect you? Do they value your opinion? So let's think about those questions. To be drawn to you means you have influence. So all leaders should have some level of influence, which means they have some people following them. So in a classroom, as a teacher, your students, you have an influence on them. So they follow you. I think about when you, especially in elementary, you tell them to line up. And you give them the directions to go and they walk the direction and you walk side and they're walking side by side with you. They're following you. Do they respect you? Do they value your opinion? You'll know that if they come to you for advice. That's one way of knowing. That means they respect that you're going to guide them in the right direction. And they value the advice that you're giving them. So are you a leader who, you know, you always negative? Or are you a leader that's positive and you're encouraging, you're inspiring, you're motivating. So ask yourself, do you do those things for your team? You may not lead someone directly, but because you've been on a been in a job for a while or you've been in a position for a while, people can look up to you. You have to ask yourself. Are people drawn to you? Do they respect you? Do they value? And I promise you, there's so many other questions I could have asked, but those were like the four main ones that just came to mind. So I said, I got to make sure I share these questions. So how do you be the change? You have to make the change you want to see. So for instance, I believe in promptness. So that means I'm going to set the example within my organization, DNA of diversity, that I'm going to be to work on time. So if I come to work and I have a time schedule, our office hours are from nine to five. That means Siobhan is at least going to arrive 10 minutes early. So when nine o'clock comes, Siobhan is ready to work. I'm not getting in. I'm not running in. I'm not sitting there getting my breakfast together, pouring my coffee. Now, guys, I don't drink coffee, but I'll pour my hot chocolate. You know, I'm not doing that at nine. It's already done and I'm ready to work. So when employees see that. They'll see that's an expectation. Even when you're interviewing, you can create your questions. You can ask them about promptness to find out. 
but don't require something of someone else if you're not going to be the example for that requirement. Number two, I'm going to use the classroom. If you expect your students to act appropriately in the classroom, you should do the same. There's a way to correct students without losing your integrity. Set the example. If a child is yelling and screaming, don't go yelling and screaming at the child. That's defeating the purpose. Approach it differently. Because first of all, you are the adult. Be the change you want to see. Set the example. Set the standard. Great change leaders focus on people and process. People can consist of your employees, your stakeholders, your customers, your vendors. So people is encompasses a wide range. So it's very important, especially, for instance, with employees. Make sure you have put together your roles and responsibilities. That's your process. That's a part of your process. It is crazy. It's ludicrous to hire people, but you have not created the expectation you have for them. That's going to create chaos in your organization. Put those processes in place. Hours of operation. That's a form of process. The time you expect employees to be there. Put the breaks and the lunches in there. This is the time you expect them to be on break or on lunch. Put those processes in place. That means you're able to hold them accountable because it's in writing. You've had them sign off on it and they know what you expect of them. And also you give them the expectation that they can have for you. Three. I'm sorry, guys, this is four. Being the change means you have the ability to communicate effectively. Communication is not a one way street. You cannot come to your people and just bombard them with all this information or emailing them and emailing them and don't listen for their response. Listening is a key, key, key thing in communication. And I'm talking about listening effectively. If you are a life coach, that's a skill that you need to have because when you're coaching people, they got to feel comfortable with you. You have to build trust. And it's the same. Even if you're not a coach, you're a manager, you know, you're a CEO, you're a CFO, you're a president, whatever role you're in, you have to build trust. And the best way is to be a good communicator, a person who listens. When you really listen, whatever that person said, you could possibly give it back to them verbatim. But in coaching, you don't give it back to them verbatim. You paraphrase, but they will know that this person was paying attention to what I was saying. And you're building the trust that you need. So that person will continue to open up to you so that you can guide them to reach their goal and their potential. So it's very key that you learn how to communicate effectively. Take some training on it. If you struggle in communication, take training to help better your skill as a listener because we communicate so many different ways. You have nonverbal communication. You have verbal communication. Even when emailing, you have to be mindful. Words can kill. So you have to be mindful of the verbiage that you put in your email because you don't want to sound like you're being nasty to them. You don't want to put capital letters because that seems like you're yelling at them. You have to be mindful how we communicate and you have to do it effectively. Very important. Five, 
Being a change means you're committed to making a difference internally and externally. An unhappy workplace means productivity is probably not going to be at its best, which means employees are not satisfied with their job, which means job performance has dropped and you probably got a lot of turnover. So you have a revolving door. You kind of see that in call centers. Call centers are typically almost like revolving doors because they've set this um, outlandish standard of how, you know, calls and, you know, helping to where you become people become more like robots. They're not seen as, you know, a value to the company. So it becomes like a revolving door. But if you want to truly make a difference. You should be involving your employees in that decision making, having morning meetings, getting the feelings of the employees. But you're also making sound decisions, even though, you know, you're hearing from them, you're taking in what they're saying. Sometimes you're going to have to put your foot down and, you know, you may not use that idea they had. But when they feel like they're valued, that increases their job satisfaction, which increases the job performance, which means productivity goes up, which means you have financial gain. Yes, we when you're in business, I don't know why some people don't think this way or they whatever they think or their misconception of business. People go into business to make money. Okay, we don't want you to be corrupt with the money, but we go into business to make money. So you want to make sure the productivity is at the level it needs to be. And when you when you help the employees internally, it rolls out externally, which means the customers are well taken care of as well as the vendors. Being the change means, and this is the last point I'm going to discuss on this episode. You have the ability to show compassion and support to your employees and your team, your customers. When you think about compassion, it's simple. When someone come to you and they're having difficulty, show that you're concerned. Don't brush them off. Because when you brush them off, that'll cause them to shut down because see, everybody handles um, reactions differently. Some people can absorb it, take it in and it don't phase them. But then you find others where when you don't show them the right support or the right care and concern, they shut down and then they become less effective on their job. They become unhappy on their job and they can end up possibly leaving their job as a result. So it's very important to show compassion and support. Listen to them, you know, get to know them. I'm not telling you know every intricate detail about them, but know some of the small things, their birthdays, recognize their birthdays. Every so often treat your team to lunch. What harm is it going to do? It makes them feel valued to the company. So it's very important as a leader that we be the change we want the world to see. And I mean a positive change because there are many great leaders that have come through the world and through history, but not all of them had a positive effect. There are some that had a negative effect. Look at Adolf Hitler. He was great because he had the power to influence, to manipulate, but it was for a bad cause. But then on the flip side, you have someone like Dr. Martin Luther King who had the power to influence. He didn't manipulate. He drew the people so he was charismatic and the cause was a great cause. It not only helped African-Americans, but it helped anyone who was um, 
mistreated or, you know, there were injustices, even down to women, you know, even down based on race, sex and creed. He was there to fight, you know, for the inequality. He wanted civil rights, you know, for not only just blacks, but he ended up helping all that were involved. So that's what you got to decide. Okay, I want to be a great leader, but do I want to be a positive great leader or do I want to be a negative one to where it affects the nation, the world as a whole. So think about that and think about how you can be the change within your community for the world to see as well. So I hope this was a great help to you. And I just want to remind you to follow us at DNA of Diversity on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. Email us at hello at dnaofdiversity.com. Also, I want to remind you that DNA of Diversity is a global leadership consultancy. We facilitate interaction among upper and middle management, reducing prejudice and discrimination while teaching leaders and potential leaders how to effectively and competently work together. DNA of Diversity will help you create a culture where people thrive. We offer corporate and one-on-one training. And I want to encourage you, are you a woman or a minority in need of leadership training? Are you a current leader in need of diversity and inclusion training? Either way, we can help you. I want to close with this as I shared in the last episode. I'm the host of World Changer Empowering Female Leaders on She Is Still Dope TV. We are live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. And you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch and Periscope. My next guest is going to be on December 2nd, and her name is Giselle Allen Clements. And we're going to help you end the year strong. So check us out on She Is Still Dope TV, World Changer, Empowering Female Leaders. And like I said before, be the change you want to see in the world. Have a great day.